Good morning, and welcome to Simply Politics. It's Monday, January 29th. On today's show, Trump seizes on U.S. troops' death and border crisis to sell general election message, while Thaksin's daughter calls for Thai politics to move on. Plus, Putin's challenger claims miracles are helping him upstage the Russian leader. This coverage and more, up next. I'm David, and you're listening to Simply Politics. We start off with a look at how former President Donald Trump is leveraging the current domestic and international crises to criticize President Joe Biden's leadership and present himself as the strongman America needs. In a recent event in Nevada, Trump lambasted Biden's southern border policies and predicted a major terrorist attack in the United States. He also blamed Biden for the recent drone attack in Jordan that killed three U.S. troops. Here with us to discuss this further is our correspondent from Simply Politics. Indeed, Trump is capitalizing on these crises to make his case for a return to the Oval Office. He's painting a picture of a world in disarray with Biden standing by helplessly. This narrative is designed to play into concerns about Biden's age and ability to lead the U.S. in a second term. But aren't Trump's attacks oversimplifications of complex problems? Yes, they are. Trump's portrayal of the border situation and the global political landscape are gross simplifications. His own foreign policy was marked by close relationships with dictators and a tendency to disrupt global stability. However, his narrative does highlight the real political challenges Biden faces, especially as he grapples with the possibility of an expanding Middle Eastern war. How is Biden responding to these attacks? Biden has been countering Trump's narrative by questioning his temperament and mental acuity. He's also been highlighting Trump's own gaffes and self-absorbed speeches. Over the weekend, Biden was on a campaign swing through South Carolina, where he mocked Trump as a loser and sought to draw him into reactions that could alienate critical swing voters. What about the recent drone attack in Jordan? How has that affected Biden's campaign? The news of the US deaths in Jordan did overshadow Biden's campaign trip. He asked for a moment of silence for the three brave souls the US lost and vowed to respond. This incident underscores the delicate balance presidents seeking re-election must maintain between their duties and political priorities. And how has Trump responded to this incident? Trump was quick to blame Biden for the attack, calling it a horrific and tragic consequence of Joe Biden's weakness and surrender. Other Republicans, like Nikki Haley and Lindsey Graham, have also used the attack to criticize Biden's perceived weakness. What about the immigration enforcement deal being discussed in the Senate? How does Trump's stance on this issue affect the Republican Party? Trump's hardline stance on immigration is causing divisions within the Republican Party. He's publicly opposed the compromise being finalized in the Senate, which could ease the situation at the border. This opposition could potentially derail the compromise and affect the aid package for Ukraine, which is linked to the immigration package. How is Biden responding to this immigration issue? Biden is putting pressure on Republicans to pass the bill, saying it would give him the authority to shut down the border and fix the problem quickly. He's trying to turn the immigration issue, which has been a point of criticism for months, into a tool to challenge Trump and his influence over the Republican Party. 
Trump's return to the political scene is already causing waves. Thanks for your insights, James. Now, let's shift our focus to Thailand, where Paitongtarn Shinawatra, the leader of the ruling Feo Thai Party and daughter of former Prime Minister Thaksin Shinawatra, has confirmed that her party's coalition will remain intact with Prime Minister Shretha Thavisan at its helm. This comes amid speculation of a cabinet reshuffle and Shretha's potential departure once the political landscape shifts in May. Here to discuss this further is our correspondent, Celeste. What can you tell us about this development? Well, David, in her first interview with international media since becoming the leader of Feo Thai in October, Paitong Tarn Shinawatra has expressed her confidence in Prime Minister Shretha Thavisan. She believes he is the right person to lead the country at this time. She also expressed her desire for the government to remain stable for a long period. What are the implications of this for the political landscape in Thailand? This statement from Paitongtarn Shinawatra is significant as it comes amid speculation of a cabinet reshuffle and the potential departure of Prime Minister Shretha Thavisin. By expressing her support for Thavisin, Shinawatra is signaling the stability of the ruling coalition, which could have a calming effect on the political climate in Thailand. And what about the potential political shift in May? How might that impact the current government? While it's hard to predict the exact impact of the political shift in May, the current government's stability could be tested. However, Shinawatra's statement suggests that the Few Thai Party is prepared to navigate these changes with Thavisin at the helm. Thanks for that update, Celeste. Now, let's turn our attention to a surprising turn of events in Russia, where presidential hopeful Boris Nadezhdin has seen a surge of support with long lines forming outside his makeshift campaign offices across the country. This comes ahead of the March election, which critics have dismissed as a mere PR show for Vladimir Putin. Here with more on this is our correspondent. Can you tell us more about Nadezhdin's campaign and the support he's been receiving? Certainly, David. Boris Nadezhdin, a critic of the Kremlin, has been gaining unexpected traction in recent weeks. His campaign offices, which have been set up in dozens of cities both inside and outside Russia, have seen long lines of supporters. This has introduced an unexpected element into the upcoming election, which many had anticipated would be a straightforward extension of Putin's two-decade rule. What do we know about Nadezhdin's political stance, and how does it contrast with Putin's? Nadezhdin is known for his criticism of the Kremlin and Putin's long-standing rule. He represents a stark contrast to Putin, advocating for political change and reform. His growing support suggests a portion of the Russian population is seeking a change in leadership and a break from Putin's two-decade rule. And how has Putin's camp responded to this unexpected surge in support for Nadezhdin? Putin's camp has yet to make any official statements regarding Nadezhdin's growing support. However, the unexpected surge in popularity for the Kremlin critic is likely to be a cause for concern for Putin's team as they prepare for the upcoming election. What can we expect from the upcoming election, given this unexpected turn of events? While it's still early to make any definitive predictions, Nadezhdin's growing support could potentially disrupt what many had expected to be a straightforward victory for Putin. However, it remains to be seen whether this surge in support will translate into votes in the upcoming election. Thanks for that insight, Michael. Now shifting our focus to the Middle East, 
The recent drone attack that resulted in the deaths of three American troops has pushed the United States further into the conflict. This incident has also intensified efforts to secure the release of hostages in Gaza in exchange for a prolonged halt in the fighting between Israel and Hamas. Here with us to discuss this further is our correspondent, Abby. Can you tell us more about the current situation? Indeed, David. This is one of the most charged moments since the outbreak of violence following Hamas's October 7th terror attacks. Leaders in Washington and the Middle East are now considering choices that could significantly transform the situation with thousands of lives and the future of the region in the balance. What are the key decisions that President Joe Biden and other leaders need to make at this point? President Biden, who vowed to respond to the drone attacks, faces a decision on the scale of the American reprisal. This will have consequences both in the region and at home as he enters a tough re-election fight. In Israel, Prime Minister Benjamin Netanyahu is under pressure to strike an agreement that would secure the return of more than 100 remaining hostages inside Gaza. This would require a lengthy pause in Israel's campaign against Hamas. Meanwhile, leaders in Tehran must determine whether their strategy of sowing instability in the region is bringing them closer to direct combat with the United States. How are these decisions expected to impact the trajectory of the Israel-Hamas war and the broader tensions in the Middle East? The decisions made in the coming days could significantly alter the trajectory of the Israel-Hamas war and the broader tensions it has sparked in the Middle East. The issues have been the subject of intense situation room discussions and high-level talks between the leaders. The prospects of a widening war cannot be separated from the situation in Gaza, where Israel's military campaign has killed more than 26,000 people and triggered the rise in violence across the region. What is the current stance of the Biden administration on this issue? President Biden has made it clear that the U.S. will respond but the nature of that response is still being determined. There's a strong aversion within the White House to becoming directly involved in a regional war against Iran. However, with the recent drone attacks resulting in fatalities, officials say the president is determined to respond forcefully. What about the ongoing hostage talks? How are they progressing? U.S. officials are hopeful that they are inching closer to reaching a hostage agreement that would include a lengthy pause in the fighting in Gaza. They believe a longer cessation in the fighting could provide space for more humanitarian aid to flow into Gaza, as well as continued discussions about the future of Israel's campaign against Hamas. However, the Israeli Prime Minister's office has described the talks as constructive, but said significant gaps remain. Thanks for the insights, Abby. As we've just heard, the deaths of three American troops are fueling fears of a widening regional war, underlining the urgency of an agreement to de-escalate tensions. And with that, we wrap up our stories for today. Thanks for listening to Simply Politics. We'll see you back here tomorrow.